Hello and welcome back to our devotions on the Psalms. On Tuesday, we talked about repentance, about the transformation of the inner being, the soul, where we can experience so much love from God that we are crowned with love and compassion. And then we talked about person that this can only come about when there is repentance. Repentance is not a bad word, it is not a harsh word. Rather, repentance is having true self-insight into what we really are. Following that, I want to read a note that a close friend of mine wrote to me about... Uh, it was in the context of some friends um, trying to guess how God would rate them from a uh, scale of 1 to 10, how God would rate their conduct in caring for others, how God would rate their spirituality. And this is what she said to me about herself. We are sub-zero. We will remain sub-zero. We enter heaven sub-zero. It's because of an extraordinary love that we can engage with God at all. So I know I'm sub-zero. Beloved, but sub-zero. It came from a person who was um, extraordinarily kind. As a senior management in her corporation, she treated everyone right down to the lowest worker with great respect and compassion. She viewed those who were in need and she gave, she went, not only gave, but went out of her way to help those who were in need. There was a time when someone was needed transport every day to, from home to hospital and she would often, besides gathering a few others, she would often do the rounds herself. And yet, after all that hard work that she did, she recognized the truth about herself, that she is sub-zero. That there was no way that we could even try to rate ourselves as one or five or seven or nine. That no matter how hard we try, no matter how good we are, we are still sub-zero. But having said that, we recognize that we are the beloved of God. Which is why this Psalm 103, and let me read it again. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. He will not always accuse, nor will he harbor his anger forever. He does not treat us as our sins deserve, or repay us according to our iniquities. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. As we recognize how far below expectation we are, we also rejoice in the love of God that does not accuse us forever, does not harbor his anger, does not repay us according to our sins, but has removed our sins from us. Today we continue with this thought and we'll, I'll read the second part from verse 13 to verse 22. 13 to 22. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. For he knows how we are formed. He remembers that we are dust. The life of mortals is like grass. They flourish like a flower of the field. The wind blows over it and it is gone. And its place remembers it no more. From everlasting to everlasting, the Lord's love is with those who fear Him and His righteousness with their children's children, 
with those who keep his covenant and remember to obey his precepts. The Lord has established his throne in heaven and his kingdom rules over all. Praise the Lord, you his angels, you mighty ones who do his bidding, who obey his word. Praise the Lord, all his heavenly hosts, you his servants who do his will. Praise the Lord, all his works everywhere in his dominion. Praise the Lord, my soul. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. This passage starts with, As a father has compassion on his children. As a father who knows what his children are like, as a parent who knows what his children are like. I remember when I was young, my mother would offer me something and out of pride perhaps I would say, no mum, I don't want it. Mother would gently slip it over to me, whether it was a bit of money, extra money or a little gift. And then I'd look at her and say, how did you know? And she'd smile and say, well, I knew you really wanted it. I could tell from your face. Even despite my saying no to her, she could read my expressions and she could read my face and know that deep inside I really wanted the gift. I was just too proud or too shy to say I wanted it. As a parent understands their children, so God also understands what we are like, who we are like. He knows we are like but dust. He knows how we were formed. He knows how weak we are. I read a little uh, plug actually, and it went something like that. When God called you to serve him, he knew how bad you really were. See, often we think as we serve God that we want to impress God, right? We want to make God really think that we are good and we beat ourselves up when we don't meet up to expectations. But the truth is that when God called you to serve Him, whether to serve Him, whatever capacity, um, in whatever you, God has called you to do, He knew your weaknesses long beforehand. He knew how the bad spots you were, the, that you had. He knew how, how we stank. <clears throat> we knew our, he knew our attitudes, our brokenness, our sinfulness. God knew all of that. And He still chose us to be with Him. And so it's really no use trying to impress God. You know, sometimes we say we want to make God happy. We want to, and that's good actually. To love God with all our hearts, that's one thing. But to impress God, to, to make God really stunned at our work, I mean, that indeed is folly. And at times we try to hide our sin, even hide our sin from God. We don't want God to see how sinful we are. And that would be very foolish. <clears throat> but one of the worst things that we could do is to compare ourselves with another. And we often do that. We speak badly. We speak ill of another person. And often because we want to feel that at least we're better than this person. Look at how bad this person, how rotten that person is. Hoping that perhaps in comparison to that person, we are slightly better, we are much better. But that too is real folly because we can neither impress God nor can we tell God, God, at least I'm better than this person. God knows already how bad we are. And so one of the prayers that I would rather pray 
would not be God, at least I'm better than this person, or God that I would raise myself as a five or six. But rather, I would pray every day, God, show me what I really am like. God, open my eyes, reveal to me what I really am like. As the psalmist says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me. And if there be anything that is wrong with me, any sin in me, then let me know. It's an important prayer for us to pray for self-insight. And sometimes it may be too painful for us to pray for self-insight when we discover the truth about ourselves. And yet it is so necessary. Because until we know the truth about ourselves, we will forever think that we are better than others, that we rate quite highly, we will live in delusion. It is only when we realise that we are sub-zero, that there can be repentance, there can be turning to God and saying, God, remove my sin as far from the east as from the west. And there can be great joy when we discover that God has never stopped loving us. The second part of this passage, of this psalm, talks about angels and those heavenly hosts. It says in verse 20, Praise the Lord, you his angels, you mighty ones who do his bidding, obey his word. Praise the Lord, all his heavenly hosts, you his servants who do his will. Praise the Lord, all his works everywhere in his dominion. Praise the Lord, my soul. Well, indeed, God is so powerful and is worthy of praise. The most praiseworthy thing as written in the book of the Hebrews was that God revealed his son who would come to die for us. It was a mystery that all of creation had longed to know. The angels, people of old, the prophets, the God-fearing, God-loving people had longed to know what this mystery of God's mercy was all about. And God revealed that mystery in His Son, Jesus Christ, whom He sent to earth to share our suffering, to suffer the way we did. But He took one step more. He loved us to the point of death, to dying, even when His love was not reciprocated. And because of that, God gives us, has given us life. Praise the Lord, all the heavenly hosts. Praise the Lord, all the angels, because finally they saw not the splendor of His power alone, but the depth of His love for His people. And so this psalm is a psalm of great praise of how God delivers us. It's an important psalm to meditate and to reflect upon because it tells us of the love of the Father, but also tells us the depth of our sin. John Wesley, in, his, in one of his hymns, said, Two things I remember, two things I note, the depth of my sin, the greatness of his love. Let us pray. Father, until we know how sinful we are, until we know that we are sub-zero, even on that scale, it is beyond calculation, way below calculation. Until we know the truth about us, ourselves, we cannot truly be grateful. Our soul cannot rejoice and be thankful. Until, Lord, we know how much punishment, how much our sin deserves. 
we will not understand how much your love for us is. So we ask, Lord, open our eyes. Help us to see our own condition, our own depravity. First of all, we'll stop trying to compare with others because, Lord, we are all beyond comparison. But, Lord, having but knowing how much you love us, then we may also be gentle with ourselves and gentle with others. Knowing, Lord, that you have always been gentle with us. But, God, we pray for every one of us that we may have self-insight, we may understand our condition, and we may understand even more your love for us. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> well then, you have a good rest of the week. And um, I want to hope to see some of you, or at least many of you, come back to church on Sunday. This Sunday is for all who are vaccinated. Um, we have a capacity for 100. And then there's the youth service as well. So if you think that it is safe enough, do come and join us. God bless you. Goodbye.